do 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 Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Next up, we have Jordan. He's going to tell a joke. We got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Hello, this is Penn Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. Eh, I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the Liberal Cube. My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical Liberal Cubercalist. This show is like a, uh, how you say, a journal of all the media I have consumed. I could just watch movies and television, and I suppose you technically watch a book, unless you're audiobooking, and play video games and just not talk about it to anyone. Because, you know, who wants to hear about the latest uh, book I read? <laughs> Wait a second. Do you? <laughs> oh, God, why am I doing this? <laughs> I guess this is the last episode. Fuck. Or, I could pour it forth from my brain. Ah, so it doesn't sit up in that dusty attic and slowly drive me insane. <laughs> ah. So that's what I do. If you have not consumed some of this media yourself, there are potential spoilers incoming. Incoming. Uh, okay, I'm going to push a button that will start a, a series of five, five minute timers like this. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rough you some things. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Laundry the Giant, Big and Tall Laundromat. Thank you for that sponsorship. Movie the first, Going in Style. Uh, this one uh, is sort of a quintessential movie I saw that I knew the missus would like, so uh, we watched. Hey, there you go. Uh, it's, uh, well, let me read the IMDA, I bet you it does an adequate description. Uh, desperate to pay the bills and come through for their loved ones, three lifelong pals risk it all by embarking on a daring bid to knock off the very bank that absconded with their money. Uh, yeah, so we've got uh, uh, Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine, and Alan Arkin. Three, let's just go ahead and say it, old dudes, uh, and they're sort of bank heist movie just plain and simple take a bank heist movie uh wh why do i want to watch another bank heist movie i've seen a million bank heist movies oh the the guys who do, are doing the heisting are old yep it's like the golden girls of bank heist movie if it was guys instead of girls the end uh the missus really liked it as i knew she would and i i can give this a solid three uh three i like to use for enjoyed while watching but wouldn't watch again and i can't think of a scenario where i would want to watch going in style again but uh you know it's got some funny funny moments 
uh, old old dude stuff. Uh, I, uh, you know what I'm curious about movies like this? Why does the missus like them? I, I don't really get. It. But uh, if you are a uh, quote unquote old dude, do you like movies like this? Do you like seeing old dudes in strange situations? Like your uh, what's that one? Not bad grandpa, dirty grandpa. Like would you would you like movies like this with with old dudes in different situations? I don't know. I feel like maybe you'd be a little insulted by it. But what do I know? Speaking of movies, oh my god, <laughs> that was the worst segue I think I've ever done. Uh, the next movie is Mother! Exclamation point from 2017. Uh, yeah, uh, this is one thing I remember. The, the Mrs. and I read the uh, Imbida before, and I'll read it for you now. A couple's relationship is tested when uninvited guests arrive at their home, disrupting their tranquil existence. That description is the least accurate IMD description I think I have ever read uh, in my entire life. I, I think that's a person who saw maybe the first 10-15 minutes of the movie and then turned it off, wrote that description. Because this movie is one of the craziest movies I've ever seen, just period. Uh, what's funny about that is I like weird crazy you don't know what's gonna happen next movies and the missus does not yet she had been bugging me for months and months and months to try to get a copy of this and uh, when we finally did it's actually on Netflix now uh, she said oh we have to watch it we have to watch it I'm dying to see this thing and we watched it and it was fucked up uh, it's all an allegory you know what this is a spoiler yes but I also sort of wish I knew this going in it's all an allegory for the Bible and stories within the Bible and yada yada yada. Uh, I wish I knew that going in and then a lot more of it would have been like, oh, okay, so this means this, this means this. Uh, I get it. It's Cain and Abel, Adam and Eve, Mother Nature. Yeah, okay. It all sort of falls together once you know that. Uh, it doesn't... <laughs> I, I guess if we were smarter, like uh, we could have caught on to it. Like, there's, You know what this movie does good? when you learn uh, that it's an allegory for Bible stuff and then you sort of remember things you saw you're like oh yeah that does make sense so this is a good movie for that <laughs> if that is a thing I don't think there's a word for that thing but it's good for that uh, movie third Andre the Giant uh, yeah I watched the HBO doc friggin awesome uh, always interesting to hear of him and his life um, just not even just for the reason that he's just a giant dude, but led a very in interesting life regardless, uh, and and seemingly a really like kind of nice guy deep down. So I uh, recommend that one. Oh, uh, Mother, I'll go three or four out of five. Uh, enjoy it. Andre the Giant, I'd go solid four out of five. Uh, last movie, Once Upon a Time in America. Mmm, a gangsta movie. Uh, a former Prohibition era Jewish gangster returns to the Lower East Side of Manhattan over 30 years later where he once again must confront the ghost and regrets of his old life. Uh, this is uh, Sergio Leone's uh, who normally does uh, western movies. This is his final movie that he made, I do believe I read somewhere. Uh, and it's, it's good. Uh, it is uh, almost four hours long. Uh, I watched this on a day when I was working from home, so like I've got, you know, <laughs> eight hours of work, so might as well watch a four-hour movie, and that'll 
uh, kill time in the sort of background while you're working. Uh, it was it was good in that situation, let's say. But it is, uh, I don't think I could sit and watch this movie in another situation because it is so low. Some scenes just matter. There's a scene of a kid sitting on a step. Uh, eating a, a, a delicious, uh, tasty pastry of some sort that is probably two, three minutes of just him sitting and eating a pastry. That's that's all that happens. It's just him sitting, eating a pastry. <sighs> yep. Um, <laughs> so if you're just going to sit and watch this, I, I think you will not have a good time. Rating wise, uh, I don't know if I go three, like, well, let's go two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half. It's, uh, it doesn't blow me away. And Robert De Niro, he's, he's fine. But, uh, yeah, boy, so low. Today's Television Talk sponsor is rather a double internet intercourse sponsor. Yes, that's right. Uh, I've been almost so close I can taste it finishing up Cheers. Uh, so I think we'll have that next episode. Uh, but because of my uh, 11 seasons of Cheers, I haven't really watched much in the other way of television really per se. So I decided to do two internet intercourses instead. Uh, internet intercourse item the first, a Jeff Goldblum rabbit hole. Oh yes, uh, so uh, GQ uh, posted a, uh, a video on YouTube uh, from Jeff Goldblum. It was like uh, how to life or some, some strange title about life tips or something like that from Jeff Goldblum. And it, it's just, just this, this dude, I, I don't know what it is about him other than he's he's not 100% normal. I mean, who is really? But <laughs> uh, he's just a, such a fascinating, interesting dude uh, that I could like watch him, uh, as I like to say, you know what? I could watch him read the newspaper and I think I would be entertained. So this was just like a video of, uh, it's hard to describe, uh, seemingly the people at GQ filmed him just sort of doing shit <laughs> like uh, sitting at a piano uh, sort of leaning against a bar and talking uh, I don't know if he was ever necessarily asked questions for this quote-unquote interview so much as his rambled uh, rambled is unfair because his ramblings are, are fascinating into themselves and he can seemingly just go on and on jump from topic to topic uh, sometimes forgetting the original topic. Uh, this video is edited uh, in such a way where it makes me think that, like, like it's like a 20 minute long video, so it's pretty long, but I, I feel like the unedited version would have been like 10 hours long <laughs> of just Jeff Goldblum uh, talking and maybe play a little ditty on the piano. Uh, <laughs> it is just, uh, I, I, I downloaded it. I loved it so much. And I think maybe I can sort of edit things to make him seem even crazier, which is a possibility. So um, maybe I'll post that on my YouTube channel. I haven't really posted much videos there in, in quite a while. Anyways, highly recommend 
going on YouTube, typing in Jeff Goldblum, and seeing what you see, because you'll see good things. Uh, next is a new podcast I started listening to. I think it's only seven episodes, and I think it's sort of done, but they're there for you. It's called The Wind Down, W-I-N-E. It's a podcast about, you guessed it, wine. Now, I don't have a great interest in wine. Occasionally I'll have a glass of red wine, not very often, and I'm by no means a connoisseur. Uh, however, the host is Ben Schwartz, who I adore, simply adore, you might say. And he'll have on a comedian and a wine expert, and they'll talk about, you guessed it, wine. Um, the only reason I'm listening it, to it is because of Ben Schwartz and the comedian. Uh, and then the topic really could be anything, and I would listen to it. Just sort of period, full stop. They make it interesting. Uh, the missus and I listen to one on Rosé, because she loves Rosé. Uh, Rosé every day. So uh, try that <laughs> try that podcast out, why don't you? Uh, last but not least is uh, Vera Bambi. Yeah, uh, she's uh, recently, from my perspective, I should say, uh, been posting a fair amount on YouTube again about her sort of life and what's going on behind the scenes. And uh, as I always like to talk of her in the positive because she is incredibly positive uh, very very uh, interesting video one in particular she talked of uh, how she's in debt with the uh, Canadian what, what's it called in Canada CRC I live in Canada it, it's not called what is it in, anyway she's uh, she's got a lot of tax debt let's say uh, it, it was at one point uh, $85,000 Jesus Christ uh, and she's managed to turn that into happiness, I guess you could say. It, it's sort of, after watching the video, she doesn't let that, which could crush your spirit, I feel like. Uh, she's turned it into a positive by, uh, magic, seemingly. Um, by realizing she could have it worse, uh, has had it worse in the past. Uh, just sort of a fascinating to see someone in a situation where you could sort of picture yourself in the same and see how depressed you could easily get in it, and yet uh, she seemingly uh, has sort of turned it into a, a positive. She's made a video out of it, uh, and I recommend you watch it. Uh, the other uh, recent one she put out is she's going to be returning to camming, cam girling, if you prefer. I don't know what the proper nomenclature per se is. Uh, sort of another uh, turning turning life's uh, ups and downs into uh, sort of exploring your brain and happiness. Uh, she sort of realized that in the times when she was camming, she was very happy doing so. So going to be returning it for perhaps one last time? Not not sure. And, and that's the other thing I liked of that video. Uh, it, it wasn't... It, it sort of hinted at the possibility of this being the last time she returns to camming. Uh, but not outright saying, yes, this is what it's going to do, which I think is smart because when you have a thing in your life and say, no, I'm never going to do this again, uh, and then if for some reason you end up doing it again, you're going to feel bad about it. You're going to feel like you failed perhaps. But if you say, you know what, I, I might do this again. I might not do it again. Just whatever life flows, I'm going to let happen what may, and bada boom, bada thing. Yeah. So uh, check out Vera Bambi in general, but uh, some cool YouTube vids she's posting lately. So there you go. Conan the Barbarian.
librarian. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? Today's book banter sponsor is Mickey McMickey's Irish Mickeys. In Canada, a 375 milliliter bottle of booze is called a Mickey. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, I've got a rare, very rare, two books for this book banter. Yeah, I'm. Have I ever done that before? I'm not quite sure, but uh, it makes sense. It's a, uh, well, kind of makes sense. Uh, this is a trilogy I've read. Uh, and I finished the first two books, so I thought I would bring them back. Uh, this is from uh, famous, infamous, no, not infamous, just famous, uh, author R.A. Salvatore, uh, creator of many books that take place within the Forgotten Realms, a creator, I do believe, of Dritz the Urden, which I was uh, never 100% sure. That's the thing of fantasy names, is when you say them, you can never be 100% sure if you're saying them correctly, but I believe that is fairly close uh just just an amazing fantasy writer i've read so many uncountable number of his books and uh sort of heard about the series it's called uh the spear wielder's tale <clears throat> and uh, it doesn't take place in the forgotten realms and it's some of his uh, much earlier work and uh, i will say in some regards you can kind of tell uh, specifically with the first book uh the woods out back uh, so I read The Woods Out Back, which was the first book in the series, and I read the second book, which is called uh, Dragon's Dagger. Ooh, I like that title. D&D, Dragon's Dagger. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so, so the idea of, of uh, these novels, uh, the, the titular <laughs> spear wielder is a guy by the name of Gary. <laughs> that's kind of funny right there, but that, that's a bit of a, a clue as to what this fantasy novel is about. Uh, hmm. Yeah, yeah. The fact that his his name is Gary, just sort of a normal everyday from this world name, uh, is a good indication that this is a fantasy novel that has been done, I think, from time to time, but is always uh, interesting. Where someone from this real, actual IRL world is pulled into a fantasy realm. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, this Gary, uh, living in a sort of a. a what is it? Detroit? Not Detroit. Michigan? No, New England. New England. Yeah, he lives in New England. He's leading a sort of a, a boring life, works in a, a kind of a factory setting. Uh, you know what I loved of this first book, actually? Uh, they had a bunch of uh, scenes, is not the right word. They uh, R.A. Salvatore wrote a lot about Gary working in this factory, doing sort of this very repetitive job, but as he was working he was sort of in his head writing a fantasy novel uh the reason i found that fascinating is because <laughs> one of the first i had job uh, jobs i had was in a metalworking like uh, not a factory it was more of a shop where you would do sort of repetitive tasks over and over again and as i was doing these tasks i was writing a fantasy novel in my brain uh so sort of fascinating that that exact scenario started this book. Now, I will say, I never got pulled into a fantasy realm like Gary did, so that's a bit of a disappointment, I will say. Uh, the reason he was pulled was because a uh, elf and a leprechaun needed someone to wear uh, armor of a certain size. <laughs> so it wasn't so much his abilities, per se, it was just that his size meant he could wear this armor. Uh, an armor from a, a sort of long-dead adventurer 
Uh, he needed to wear this in order for the three of them to take a broken spear to a dragon, have him uh, breathe his fire on it, so that uh, a dwarf they picked up along the way could fix the spear. <laughs> Typical, right? If I've heard it once, I've heard it a thousand times. That old chestnut. Uh, yeah, so that's sort of the 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 uh, first book is doing that is is the 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 task, the quest, the journey of uh, trying to get the spear reforged by this dragon that doesn't want to necessarily reforge a spear. Uh, they meet a witch along the way. They get trapped on her island. Uh, there's a giant who sort of joins the crew. Uh, Tommy One Thumb, <laughs> which was a fun name. The other thing. Uh, the, the the second book is uh, he has to return and uh, return a, a dagger that they stole from the dragon because, uh, I, I don't know. Anyways, there's dragons, there's witches, there's giants. Uh, the one sort of strange thing that is never explained is I get why Gary's name uh, is Gary, because he's from this world, but the dragon's name... Oh, shit, what is it? I think it's Ronald? Uh, yeah, is it Ronald? Robert, Ronald or Robert, something. It's just like a normal name. It's not like like the the elf uh, has a weird name. Uh, the dwarf has a dwarf name. The leprechaun, Mickey McMickey. Sure, I guess that's a leprechaun name. Tommy One Thumb. I'll even take that for a giant's name. But uh, I don't really get why. Maybe we find out in the last book, which I uh, somewhat just started. Uh, probably have that for next episode. Uh, anyways, these books. First one, I go like a, a three or, or th three-ish, three or four, probably four, yeah. And then the second one, I, I like more. And you can actually, it's strange, I, like, I almost feel like there must have been years in between the first and second book, because when when I found out that uh, this was one of R.A. Salvatore's first books, uh, and started reading, and I'm like, yeah, you can kind of tell. It's not quite as good as a lot of the stuff I've read. It's just a little more... Uh, it just seems like it's written from someone who hasn't written as long as a lot of his later stuff. So, yeah, let's just boil it down to that. Uh, and then in the second one, uh, it, it's much more sort of seeming to fit what he turned into. So uh, I'm looking forward to the third one, basically. So uh, there you go. Two books... For the price of one. Game Gavin. Today's game Gavin sponsor is Bohemian Tap City for all your fixture needs. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, I uh, got a, uh, a game by the name of Kingdom Come, colon, Deliverance. Ah, that game that a lot of people played for a while, seemingly. Uh, yeah, uh, I put it on my wish list when it came on sale, uh, just because I saw a bunch of people streaming it, and it looked very interesting. And uh, I can confirm after playing, it is very interesting. Is it interesting enough? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, let me explain what I mean by that. I started playing it, and sometimes I'll have games where my drive to play is huge and I can't put them down. Uh, obviously, Zelda Breath of the Wild pops into my mind as the most recent game perhaps that has done that. 
this game, my drive to want to play it after the first weekend was not as high. Uh, in fact, I sort of put it down and started playing another game, which to me is usually not a good sign. Uh, usually once I put a game down, I, I won't come back to it. Like, I, I have in the back of my head the plan that I want to, and I sort of left it off at a good place where I can hop back into it, and, and things seemingly were starting to get a little more interesting, and I was having fun while playing. Uh, you, you know what? I, I, I actually <laughs> I actually believe this time where it's a game that I, I will go back and play. Ah, but I, I, you know what, it, it's sort of that hard to tell because I feel like maybe I've had that feeling before. Whew. Anyways, uh, okay, so what's the what's the game? Uh, it's an RPG, role-playing game, where you play a young man in, oh, you know what, let me open the thing. Uh, so, so I can get the, the year. Uh, it's 15th century in the kingdom of Bohemia. So you play a young man. Uh, just sort of a peasant dude. Uh, his father's a blacksmith in a small sort of village. The village is attacked by invaders. Uh, your parents are killed. Yeah, man, that was pretty brutal. Uh, like, you see your parents killed right in front of you. You have to uh, bury them eventually. It was it was very visceral, that. Um, and then you sort of take off from there where you end up... Uh, right now, I've just end up working for uh, sort of a, a royal guy, I guess. <laughs> uh, the story is very deep and sometimes I haven't followed it perhaps as much as I should because I'm looking for more game than story because the game uh, it's interesting like you have to eat you have to drink you have to sleep like they're tearing it taking it very seriously this game uh, to try to seemingly make it seem like you're actually living in these times uh, and and this is not like it's not like The Witcher. It's not like a like a fantasy game. This is taking place in an actual real world. So you're not gonna have spells or anything like that. You're just a dude with a sword, maybe a bow, uh, and the combat is interesting in that uh, you have to control your sword in such a way that uh, you're swinging it, and you can sort of feel like it's slow. Slow, not in a bad way. Slow in that you're sort of feeling the weight of the sword, and depending on where your mouse is, is going to be where you're swinging. And there's, let's see, there's one, two, I think there's eight different sort of positions you can swing from, and then you have to watch the person that's swinging at you, and perhaps have your sword ready in one of those positions. So there is actually some technique, and it's an interesting sword play mechanic. The uh, the realism goes so far as when you're firing a bow, there's no reticle. And I will say, <laughs> it, it's not easy. What you need to do is get uh, like a glove on and then never change your glove. <laughs> uh, and then get a bunch of arrows and a bow and sort of practice lining up an area of uh, a spot on your glove with where you want the arrow to go. Uh, and that seemed to work pretty good for me. Uh, <laughs> but but still pretty tricky. And, and the other thing is, I, I don't think, and I haven't really tested this, but, but I think you can have different bows and different arrows that that glove trick won't work. So say I'm using that glove trick and then I switch out one type of arrows for another, uh, then it's not going to work anymore. So it, it's tricky. So some of the fighting's tricky, and you'll you'll die pretty, pretty easily. And, and the other thing, this game sort of becomes became famous for is that you can't just sort of save any time 
you have to buy uh, schnapps, <laughs> savior schnapps. Uh, so you have to buy this drink uh, and then drink it in order to save your game, uh, which, you know, sounds interesting and all, but uh, the drink's sort of expensive, and uh, because you're a peasant, gold is not sort of running freely through your fists. Uh, so that was sort of an interesting idea, I guess. Uh, and, and there's also, maybe they fixed a lot of it, but there's supposed to be a bunch of uh, glitches, in some cases game-breaking glitches. So the combination of glitches and not being able to save any time can definitely cause frustrations. Uh, I've actually been lucky in that I've played, I don't know, maybe 20 hours or so, and I haven't come across any uh, game-breaking glitches or had to redo any of my progress, so uh, that feels good at least. Alright, uh, rating. Three to four. I, I can definitely go three to four, and I, I feel like I want to go back. Like, talking about it now, um, thinking about where I left off, it seemed like things were about to pop off a little bit, makes me think, yeah, okay, I bet you if I jump back in, I'm going to maybe raise my rating. So we'll see. And you know what? I'll do as I do. If, if I if I end up playing it for a significant amount of time again, I'll, I'll bring it back here. So there you go. Today's Internet Intercourse sponsor is Grey Axe Sharpeners Incorporated. The name's Grey Axe Sharpeners Incorporated. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, yeah, so this is the, the double of the double internet intercourse. It's two for the price of one. Uh, a lot of good internet-y things lately, so uh, it was pretty easy for me to double up. Uh, first and foremost is good one. Which is a podcast, is it called The Good One or just Good One? I think it's called Good One. Uh, a new podcast I started to listen to. Yeah, jeez, uh, adding podcasts left, right, and center lately, it feels like. Uh, this one, f I think I may have heard about a couple of times, but finally uh, sort of hopped on board and gotta say, very much enjoying it. Uh, what it is, is. Ooh, the double is. I've had one of those in a while. What it is, is. Uh, comedians, stand up comedians, tell jokes. Some of those jokes will be chosen for the Good One podcast, uh, and then the comedian will come on and discuss that joke specifically, and uh, their sort of style in general. It's sort of a little bit like the Comedian's Comedian podcast, which I've uh, spoken of a, a number of times on here with Stuart Goldsmith. Love that one. It's very much like that. It's sort of comedians uh, discussing their craft, uh, perhaps the difference between the two is this is going to more focus on a specific joke they have had in their act. So, very, very interesting idea. And uh, i got to say, a very, very interesting podcast. Funny, obviously, but also, for some reason, uh, and you know what, It's I think I do know the reason. I was going to say, for some reason, I find very interesting. And the reason I, I'm pretty sure I find it very interesting is I do have that desire to be a stand-up, uh, it's just the, the the fact that they say you don't get good until you're, you know, 20 years in, and I'm now 37, 
uh, <laughs> means, you know, what? it's perhaps a regret I have. Yeah, yeah, sure. That I, like, if I could go back and tell myself, hey, uh, 16-year-old Jordan, start doing stand-up. So by the time you're 16, 20, 36, you'll be good at it. Oh, so you had to do math there. Uh, anyways, uh, so this gives me maybe a little uh, vicarious thought of that, let's say. Sure. Uh, next, we have a Joe Rogan podcast with guest Kevin Smith. Yeah, a very, very interesting one. Two people who are amazing at talking, sitting down and talking to one another. Hey, what's going to go what's, what's going to go wrong there? Uh, Kevin Smith obviously spoke uh, a, a bit about his recent heart attack and that sort of life change that that brought about. So that was sort of fascinating. Uh, recently, just on that sort of health note. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I did it for that necessarily. Maybe I did. Um, started to actually focus a little bit on trying to lose weight. Uh, lost 20, 25 pounds so far. So, you know, I'm, I'm headed in that right direction. My goal, my sort of uh, target I was aiming for was by the end of uh, 2018, I want to be uh, 199 pounds. I want to hit that mark. Once I hit that, I'm, I'm not going to try to lose more than that. Uh, it's just that's sort of my I haven't weighed less than 200 pounds since like grade 8 maybe I'm 6'1 so it, it's not like I'm a, like a huge guy or anything it's just a, uh, I don't know I want to see if I can get to it maybe feel a little healthier is, is the thought um, and, and I wonder if it was for any sort of I don't really know why I'm doing it <laughs> let's just put it that way just, just for a desire of health I guess sure uh, uh next uh the uh, sneak attack the end yes mm, the end of arc one i should specify yes i, I don't want to scare anyone uh basically uh the sneak attack podcast which is a dnd podcast hit its 156th episode i believe it was and they finished their first story arc wow that's uh that's incredible so it's been years long uh, they do an uh, episode a week, uh, and I've listened to every single one, uh, get really involved with this, uh, loved it. Uh, this and Adventure Zone, uh, when they did play D&D, that is. <laughs> uh, really just incredible feats of storytelling, and uh, loved it. The, the end was broken into three parts. Uh, I, because I had listened to all other episodes over the years, uh, well, well I, I came on later and, and listened to a bunch quickly, but uh, it's been, you know, maybe a year and change since I've been doing it uh, along with them every week. Anyways, uh, you just get so involved with the, the characters and the story that uh, I, I will say, say, like with the Adventure Zone, uh, a couple of times during the last episode, maybe a tear was shed. A manly, <laughs> excuse me, manly tear. Hey, there you go. I burped to make up for my manly, manly tears. Uh, please do yourself a favor. Uh, this is one of those classic sort of uh, envy uh, situations where if you have not listened to uh, the Sneak Attack podcast, you can go back to episode one and re-listen from there and sort of hear the story again. Uh, I do believe, ooh, I don't know, uh, the possibility exists, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think probably one day I will go back and re-listen to the beginning, to, to from the beginning, yeah, like I did with uh, The Adventure Zone, it's a sort of thing where, where you can do that and catch things that you didn't catch the first time, 
really just uh, incredible. Uh, one thing I'm excited about is they're, uh, they're going to play a uh, science fiction uh, uh, arc next. Now, I hope they're sticking to D&D rule mechanics. Or, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like when the Adventure Zone, and, and I did talk of this, uh, I don't like to say not nice things of people who've given me great entertainment, but uh, the, the, the newest, uh, the Adventure Zone podcast, where they're no longer playing D&D, they're playing that, uh, that other game, um, it, it's just, just not as interesting to me, and uh, I haven't been having half the enjoyment I had when it was D&D and that sort of story, so I feel bad for even just saying that, and maybe I should edit out. I won't, though, because I don't edit things, because that involves work. Okay, uh, last but not least, oh yeah, okay, so we'll, we're out of time, as you heard, but uh, we'll just give this an honorable mention then, um, because every time there's a new no-clip documentary, I seem to have to bring it back here, because they're always amazing. This one really hit home, uh, it was the history of Bethesda Game Studios, which is my favorite game studio, so uh, when uh, Danny O'Dwyer seemingly got crazy access to this company to create this documentary uh just sort of a match made in heaven here and and you got to watch this thing even if you don't have interest in video games uh, i think as any good documentary can do there will be interest uh for you here uh the other cool thing is that seemingly his access is so crazy is that uh, when fallout 76 uh from my perspective, it was uh, just somewhat recently announced. We don't really know much details. Uh, E3 is happening in the next uh, sort of coming days from my perspective. So you listening to this will know what it is. Uh, but uh, Danny uh, also got access to that story and behind the scenes of that game. So um, obviously Bethesda is going to announce it first and then he's going to release his uh, doc about it. So uh, very much looking forward to that. And perhaps we'll bring that back as well. I don't know. I don't know. What I do know huh, is that it's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. Buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper